What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Record another podcast, third of the week. Third of the week. So if you're like, wait a second, is this the podcast that I heard yesterday? No. If you're like, wait a second, is this the podcast I heard two days ago? No. If you're thinking, is this the same podcast I'm going to hear Friday? No. Just takes for days, guy. When you, when you got this many takes, you got this many thoughts, you need to flip this light. They say when the when the light goes red, that's when you talk. My light goes green. You know, I don't I don't know what color yours goes, but this this Samson yeah. mic it goes green, and I just start firing takes. I got a red one and a green one because I got the camera. It's green. The mic is red. Lights are on. I, I need to get a mic with a red light. That's a game changer. Um, all right, so a few things we want to talk about. Thursday night football, some CFP, some headlines, whatever. But I, I thought one thing that was interesting was this conversation about the, the Niners and their ratings and the Cowboys. And they're getting a few guys back for Monday night football, so we'll get into that in a second. But first, we tell you this podcast is brought to you by Ease.com. Promo code ham, easewellness.com, promo code ham. Guy, yeah, love our friends at ease.com, promo code ham, best THC in the biz, the best THC in the biz, wow. guy. Uh, ease.com, promo code ham, pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, lo- love a good gummy, lo- love a good gummy that puts you right to sleep. Just go to ease.com uh, or you know check out the app, promo code ham, over 50 bucks, you get $20 off. It's awesome. Tell your friends. Also, guy, Veterans Day next Monday. Don't ever think about the troops, guy. The troops! Uh, we, we love what you do. Ease offers veterans a 25% discount year-round, but they want to especially promote it during this time of year because this is one we're thinking about you. Veterans at Ease.com. So if you if you know a veteran, if you are a veteran, we appreciate your service. Uh, just go to Veterans at Ease.com. Promo code ham. Get yourself an extra little discount. What's well, an email? You yep. got to email. If you're a veteran, you email that email address. Gotcha. That's what you do. <laughs> Good call. And they hook you, you up. Email that email address, and then you get yourself a little discount. Yep. Ease.com and easewellness.com. Get after it. Deliveries. These are deliveries to your homie home, to your to your local Mahomie. 
um, at your Mahomie while you're Mahomes watching Mahomie. <laughs> By the way, let's also take a moment to say there was some question about a local stalker. So far, so good. You're still here? Still here. Your Mahomie is protected. <laughs> My Mahomie. We need a home security system sponsor. Uh, podcast also. Well, what I, yeah, usually I remember that happened to Carissa Thompson. She had to move. Oh. It's like, yeah, yeah I, ain't, I ain't moving. I Come, baby. Uh, podcast also brought to you by CandidCode.com slash ham. Use the code ham for $75 off. Candid's aligners to help you straighten your teeth. Treatment takes just about six months on average to get yourself photo ready for the holiday season. Yep, like you said, they help straighten your teeth. An experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state creates a custom treatment plan. They show you a 3D preview so you can see your teeth, uh, how they look before and after. Uh, the aligners are comfortable, removable, and completely invisible, guys. Oh. It's like a, they're like a ghost. Uh, Candid ships your aligners directly to you, no hassle. You don't have to. I gotta never have to go to the orthodontist. Candid costs sixty five percent less than braces, guy. Sixty five percent less. Get yourself photo ready. Smile by the holidays. Go to CandidCo.com slash ham. CandidCo.com slash ham. Use the promo code ham, guys. $75 off. CandidCo.com slash ham. So on the last podcast, we were talking about um, you brought up the hypothetical, a playoff scenario. What would the networks choose? What would they prefer? What would be a better game for the networks? Niners, Packers, or Cowboys, anybody? And uh, yesterday it came to be known that for the, what, sixth straight week or sixth time overall? I think sixth straight week. That Thursday night football outrated Monday night football. And it's right in the wheelhouse of this conversation because Thursday night football was the 49ers and Monday night football was the Cowboys. And I'd say Cowboys and Giants against the Niners and the Cardinals. You would say typically even win or lose. I mean, especially when the Cowboys being a playoff team, I get the Niners are great. You would lean the NFC East is going to draw more eyeballs, right? I saw somebody replied to your tweet about it because you tweeted, "Wow, Niners biggest sleeping giant in the league, lone West Coast team that can go toe to toe with the big boy with the Cowboys ratings wise when they're good." Somebody replied, "My favorite reply that you had was uh, plus the Kyler Murray effect or nah." (laughs) Cardinal fan Tucker, Uh, you know, in fairness, he doesn't hurt. No, he doesn't hurt. they're, They're not. They're not an unwatchable. And then Akash tweeted at us based on your discussion. Uh, would Fox still take the Cowboys in a playoff game? Think they'd rather have Niners, Packers, in a Saturday night slot? That would crush in the ratings. IMO, which means, in my opinion. Um, you don't like throwing an H in there? I prefer it without the H. <laughs> in my humble, I'm humble. Yeah. <laughs> I am wasn't so there, humble uh, as to recognize a- that my opinion is just one man's opinion. Wasn't yeah, there an know. SNL sketch with those guys that sing, I'm the humblest or something? Uh so that song is from yeah Lonely Island. That song is from the movie, I think. Uh, oh yeah, the movie's not, the song. movie's not terrible. No. Yeah, I am the most humblest. My apple crisp or my apple crumble is the most crumblest. Yeah, yeah, good song, really good song, not, very not catchy. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of because the rating it was close, right? What was the rating number? Do you have it? I just it was like 14 million on Monday Night Football to 14.3 million on Thursday Night Football, and then I got a lot of it's network TV, it's Fox Normal Fox versus ESPN. Well, hey guys, it's 2019. Can we stop talking like cable, non-cable? Like, fucking, I don't know one person under 60 
that doesn't have an unlimited amount of channels. My, my mother has every channel. Hell, I because I don't get Showtime, I steal her password so I can stream it on my iPad when I want to watch something cool. Like, if you have a fucking pulse in 2019, you have... I think more people have access to ESPN, honestly, than Fox. I think if you just ask the common person, like, they go to ESPN or that, like, just bundle of cable channels. Like, think how many people our age, especially, like, females... They don't live on net. They live on like Bravo and but other I, but channels. Yeah, but it's that, not like I don't think people have more access to ESPN than Fox. Yeah, I, j- I just don't see how it's just the, not. It's television. A cable, wa- it's just by nature, more people. It's just the way it is. more people have access. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like watching, but so you, you think there are still people? Yeah, you have to admit the percentage of people that just have like Fox, CBS, and ABC. It's just like they're three lone channels. That is the minority in the in America right now of a television. Yeah, watching. but I do think obviously it's still significant enough that people prefer their broadcasts on the major networks. Like it's still a significant. It's still a, It's not a non-significant number. Yeah, I, 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 I actually think, was. I think the bigger. I think Thursday night's more appointment viewing right now than Monday is. I don't even think it's a question. But that. But a thing that's the curveball there is. One knock would be on Monday Night Football is these last several years, and specifically this year, the games haven't been great, right? I mean, the game before on Monday Night Football was Steelers-Dolphins, a Dolphins team that was tanking. Now, the game actually turned out to not be terrible, but, like, that's... It's easier to fire up the Niners. Boom, they're 8-0 this week. You got Chargers-Raiders. Now, do Chargers-Raiders do 14 million people like the Niners? I, that'll be... I'll that be will be really interesting, that. yeah. I, I think Thursday just Thursday to me is just an easier night to kick back, watch some ball, not worry about how late you're up because it's almost the weekend. Monday is all Monday's just yeah. a little Friday, you know, on every business call we've ever been on. Happy Friday. If it's Friday, if it's Thursday, happy little Friday. <laughs> like, holy shit. I used to resist it. Now I'm like, yeah, happy little Friday. Whatever. Yeah, you what you what you realize you kind of sell for a living too, you know, indirectly, you just realize like, oh, we got what time's happy hour starting today? Lunch, you know? Hey guys, it's Wednesday. Well, it's happy little little Friday. But you're right. Monday and Tuesday, you have to pretend to kind of give a shit. By about the afternoon on Wednesday, the majority of America is looking forward to Friday afternoon. Also, Monday like if 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 Sunday is the main course and Sunday night football is the dessert, it used to be Monday night football was the premier game in part just because it, you didn't get as many. Now you watch seven hours of, of uh, red zone. Then you watch the Sunday night game. You already watched the Thursday game. It's just. What if they hit you over the head with the London game too? I mean, that's a lot of football. It's just a lot of football. And, and it's, again, you're probably right. The simplest thing is if it's a great game, people are going to watch it. If it's a great game, like people are watching television on Monday night. So it's fine. And if it's better games, people would watch. But it's just my point is, it's an easy game to kind of. If it's not a great game, go. All right, that's fine. I can. I've had my fill. I'll get back to this on Thursday. That is an excellent point by you, Guy Haberman. Is that I feel like this sometimes, like on Sunday afternoon, if it's a game that I don't care about, I'm like, well, I've been watching football pretty consistently now. Thursday night. Uh, an unhealthy amount usually on Saturday. Even when the games are shitty, I'm watching the games on Saturday. And then I'm watching the games definitely Sunday morning, and if the Niners or Raiders aren't playing on Sunday afternoon, and it's like Chargers, whoever, 
like, okay, this is, I mean, even me who does this for a living gets a little bored and gets a little football, you know, fatigue almost. It's like, God, I just, I need to just breathe some fresh air or something. Now you're right. Monday's a little unique because you, the humans have gone to work, you come home. But I, I think the big knock right now has just been the games have been terrible and the broadcast. I, I, I try never, ever, and this is what my stalker needs to realize, like Twitter's not serious, buddy, is that Twitter, whoever the like the tweets about the negativity and stuff, that, that's it typically is not, like it's the vocal minority tweets. Because someone, someone DM'd me the other day, are like, the majority of your followers Raider fans? I say no. They're the heavy minority. Like my followers are all over the place probably. But they tweet the most, so they feel. It's like... When we had a radio show, we'd get calls about the A's or the Raiders. They they are, but if you talk about them, you go out of business. So you like you can't let the impact of people tweeting about something make you think that that is actually what everyone thinks because it's usually not because a small small percentage of people actually tweet. But I do think there's validity behind that the broadcast is really hard to watch. You know, it's just it feels a little minor league uh, and. And I wonder if that turns people off. Where the Fox broadcast now, with you giving Aikman and Buck, is pretty big time, right? It, it does feel really big. Mm-hmm. Just even as a viewer that watches this stuff for a living, you kind of get the feels. You're like, whoa, this game's... Like, the, the the Thursday night game at the Coliseum will have the biggest feel of a Raider game in years. It just will. They don't usually get that treatment. I So I, I think that... I think Fox... Wouldn't you say Fox has changed Thursday Night Football a little bit coming in? Yeah. Because what it used to be. It. What it used to be like three or four years ago. Didn't it, wasn't it all NFL Network? Yeah, and they tried like the opening shit, game. Yeah, and then they tried like half the games run CBS, half the games run Fox. Oh, yeah. You're right. They didn't. And then they tried like uh, on Twitter. Remember? <laughs> they, they tried some different things and. Fox is like, fuck it. We'll just we'll give you Joe, Buck and Aikman, and we'll put this bad boy on Fox, and we'll do 15 million people a week. And people are like, no, the injuries. We hate Thursday night football. Remember that was like, I mean, that was a legitimate talking point in sports. No, don't do this to the pro, the players. It's so unfair. Now it's like, uh, I, I part of it too I, I was the games feeding. looked so bad that you can convince yourself the players were severely disadvantaged by it. Has that changed, or has the matchups just changed? Uh, yeah, I I don't know, but I'm just saying by the matchups looking better, at least by the games being more competitive, better teams, bigger games. You're right. There there was a lot of the games look bad. And it's, I don't but feel like but it's easy to anymore. talk yourself into the game looks bad when it's just Titans Jags. That's true too, and you're already kind of angry. You're like, God damn it, Roger! You you just worried about the your profit margins and the, and, it, and the color, <laughs> color rush jerseys makes it feel just like a marketing scam. Yeah, and it's on NFL Network, so it does feel like, is this the combine or is this the NFL season? You know, everyone was just, everyone was looking. Everyone was mad at Roger. I, I, I think he, I mean, we can argue it all you want, but the Ray Rice incident was a game changer for his, uh, his public support, and people just wanted to hate him for a couple of years. Like, you knew he hit her in the face! And, it, and then Thursday Night Football, everyone, people just hated him. Yeah. And now it feels like he's distanced himself from that a little so, bit. So, but but here's the question though. So, 
I mean, after this week, now, you're right, Thursday night, it'll be interesting. Like, is Raiders-Chargers the same number as the Niners game, Thursday night football, or not? They'd also had, wouldn't you say, some pretty unreal matchups. Remember, they had Eagles-Packers, which it doesn't get any bigger than that from an NFC. Like, that's a, that's a wet dream for Fox on a Sunday afternoon, right? They had the Niners, who were 8-0. Trying to think the week before that. They've had just some really good games. Even Chargers Raiders, which looked kind of shitty three or four weeks ago. I mean, it's somewhat luck. These teams just turned out to not be terrible. <laughs> you know, it helps them out, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think the difference between in the Niners, Pack, Niners and Packers versus a Cowboys game is the Cowboys can be whatever they are when that game is played, and they're the Cowboys. The Niners do have to be kind of good to get yes. the full return of the 49ers. And the Packers are the same. But, we're, but this is what we're talking about. We're talking about a playoff game. So we're talking about everybody being good here. Like when I said wake up a sleeping giant, you don't have to wake up. A, like the Yankees don't sleep. <laughs> the Cowboys don't sleep. I'd argue even the Lakers don't really sleep. It's why whenever I think about the biggest brands in California – I usually lean them number one. They probably just have more people, and even when they're bad, like people are just pretty locked in casually. Where the Niners, as you and I have seen, when they're bad, and now granted they've been really, really bad, like back to back to back. Like they've had how many times have they draft in the top ten since Harbaugh left? Like at least three. People just tune out. Yeah, they're not going to do that, and I we don't blame them. I mean, it's hard to watch a four win team. You know, it's just it's really boring. But I, like, to me, the matchups just depend. Like, I, I, I think if it's cow, like if it's Cowboys Packers in the second round, and then Niners Minnesota or Niners New Orleans, I, I think it's a no brainer for the league. I think it gets a little more complicated if it's what if, uh, what if it's Niners Cowboys? Like that's that's a lock, <laughs> you know. I think the matchups kind of determine it because you could you could argue like well. What if it's Packers Saints, and then it would be Niners Cowboys? Well, that yeah, that would to me then Niners Cowboys would be the biggest one of those two. I would take Niners Cowboys over Packers Saints if I were Fox, wouldn't you? But I yeah, but I also don't think like uh, would like NBC like okay, we'll take fucking Packers Saints. Yeah, that's it's a it's a no, they're in a no lose situation once you get in that. Well, that's a lot of these NFL. Matt, that's what's the beauty of the NFL right now is you everybody wins. ESPN ends up with you know Bills, whoever, Jags, but by and large everybody wins. But even if ESPN ends up with let's say guy Bills Chiefs, is that a loss? No, no, I mean, no. But it's not yeah. on the it's not on the level of those other games. Well, the AFC, you can already feel it, is going to have a couple teams that are just be kind of meh. I mean, because they're going to get the Bills. They'll probably get, like, the Colts, Texans. Uh, is this Ravens team really just some juggernaut that every human needs to watch? Now, when you go Ravens versus the Chiefs or Ravens versus the Patriots, it moves the needle. That, that's where, to me, the, the AFC is a little more, you know bound to Mahomes and the Patriots. They need those too bad. <laughs> you know, uh, all I know is that the that CBS and NBC, who's probably likely to get more 
AFC games is keeping their fingers crossed. Like, can we just get Mahomes healthy? Can we just get Mahomes healthy, Andy? <laughs> we need this guy. We need this guy desperately. Because we, we, Josh Allen, I, I, Haber Middlecoff might fall asleep mid-game. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a boring game. You know, he just, the Bills playing boring games. By the way, uh, unrelated to ratings, but we'll talk about them more on Monday night when the Niners and Seahawks play. Uh, and we'll talk about it more before that game. But, John, just the news of the the other Niners news is that uh, Staley's back, expected to be back. check expected to be back Monday Night Football. Possible McGlinchey's back. Possible Akella Witherspoon's back. If you could only pick one of those four guys to be back, which guy would you choose for the Niners? If they could only have if four, are- if they only have one. If they're all healthy? Yeah, if I just said which guy do they need the most against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football, hashtag go Hawks. I'd probably go Witherspoon because they just you just need more good DBs against this team. Guy, the, the Seattle Seahawks, they are they're nothing like the Richard Sherman Seattle Seahawks. Nothing. They are a offensive football team. They throw the ball and they fucking run it with Chris Carson. Their defense stinks. It is not good. They don't cover anybody. They don't have a pass rush. I mean, Bobby Wagner's good, but other than that, I just I don't see it. So I'd go, you can never have enough corners. I, I don't know how many touchdowns he has on the season, but in his last two games, he has three. I mean, I've just watched him on the condensed versions. The motherfucker makes plays every game in DK Metcalf. Every single game, he's scoring touchdowns. So I love E-Man, but... Uh, you need you just need more DBs. Tyler Lockett's really good. Jerron Brown's really good. He's got five receiving touchdowns this year. Like that is that already a hit? I mean, he's on pace this season for about sixty catches, give or take a thousand yards, and nine or ten touchdowns. Yeah, I, like how I'm I on pace. <laughs> I was like, how many games they played? Nine, so it's not double. Uh, He's on face for about fifty-five catches, around nine hundred fifty yards, and nine touchdowns. That's so. Is that a swing? Is that a home run for a second-round pick, DK Metcalf? Yeah, it's a hit. I would say this watching him. I know you've watched home run strong, home run strong. It's a hit, but it's a second rounder, so that's a pretty good hit. It's a stand-up double at least. I do feel like when I watch them, I don't know if you feel this way, and I'm not going to pretend. Someone who's watched every Seahawks game maybe would feel differently, but I do feel like when I watch him, he's in a great situation. Other words. I'm not quite sure when I watch how much of it is him and how much of it is them. But it doesn't matter. That's the point. You get a guy and you maximize his skills. Um, does that make sense? Like, I don't well, – is he well, a star uh, or – I don't know star, that. Well, yeah, star, star for sure. Like, there was a play against the Falcons where here's a good example. And this is where Lewis Riddick – context, context, context. They get to, like, the five-yard line. And it's like 10 nothing. And Russ sees DK Metcalf is not covered. And Atlanta, the Dan Quinn defense, is all freaking out, running all over the place trying to get lined up. Russ snaps it before everyone's, like, fucking spinning around. DK just looks at him. Russell throws it right into his chest. He catches it, and he's standing in the end zone. So that's one of the touchdowns. But he's had some other touchdowns, like last week against the Tampa. Runs, like, this crazy over route, smokes the corner, and then takes it to the house. Another one, like you... The game-winning catch, basically, in the Tampa game. Covered, down the corner of the sideline. Like He's making some pretty, pretty good plays. Now, he's some of his production 
have been open touchdowns. Like, they're scheming them open. But he's also making plays. And you just watch him. Here's the other thing. He's fucking huge. He's not... He's just big. So even if you are, you know, a little stiff or whatever, when you're that big, it's a little different, but it's also got some parallels. Like, the thing with Vernon Davis, let's say, and Terrell Owens... And I'm I'm not saying the DK is ever going to be as good as those two guys. Obviously, T.O.'s in the Hall of Fame, but Vernon in his prime was unstoppable. But when you're that big of a physical freak, if you just learn kind of what to do and where to go, you're going to have advantages just because you're going to be a better athlete than everyone else. And the other thing he's got, he's fast as fuck. (laughs) Like he... Didn't he run like a four three forty at the con? Like he can fly. Yeah. Which, so just how many corners are going to be able to run? Well, with? like it, he's just got physical advantages. If he wasn't like a complete wuss or unwilling, which clearly he's not. Like they looking back, I hate doing this, even though I love doing this. But it's in the history of doing this, it's never happened. Well, if we could redraft, well, yeah, there's no redraft. But if you could redraft, <laughs> I think this guy goes in the first round. You think? Yeah. I mean, I I don't even I don't even think I think I know. I, well, his, would he he, not? I would say clearly his floor is higher than I think people thought. And I and you don't separate the two things. We talk about it with quarterbacks all the time. I give the Seahawks a lot of credit. I'm not sure. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not sure he would look the same on other teams. But whatever. That's does it's irrelevant. We talk about it all the time with quarterbacks. This is the team he's on. Um, like we were texting during the Bucks game. I think last week. Whoever they had covering him in that game, I couldn't believe when you looked it up, the dude well, was like a second round. Late rounder. in the game, the guy made a great play. Did he? The guy made it. Yeah, he was the third round pick from Auburn. Well, he... he I, 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 I think sometimes... He looked like Bo Scarborough playing DB. I, I think sometimes... That's strong, When you probably, see a DB but. have a couple bad plays, and this guy had some bad plays, you think the guy's a scrub. But it was more... He looked to me like a, the way a pitcher looks when he's in the batter's box. He just looked out of yeah, place. He, he, I thought his, he was like a linebacker. Yeah, he looked. His body type looked weird, for sure. I, I, I'm my counter to that guy. Just defending a person I know nothing about, number thirty-five on the Bucks. Besides, he was a third-round pick from Auburn. Is that you can see a guy on the wrong day in the NFL at that position, and you just think like you're going to think this forever that thirty-five on the Bucks is not a very good player, and you might be right, but you can watch a guy's low moments right at that position, yeah. where if you watch. He comes on your red zone channel, and the two plays you see, it's him giving up fucking long touchdowns and you know running right behind the guy trying to catch him. You're like, this guy stinks. And to your point, maybe DK's really good. Yeah, that I, I don't think you could argue right now that if you gave every NFL team the chance to take DK Metcalf or Debo Samuel, and Debo's been solid too, that I think most people would take DK. Yeah. Just harder to find a guy 6'4", 230 that can run a 4-3. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you've seen him through eight games. He's catching the nine ball. nine games for them. Yeah, he's making plays. But, I mean, he's literally catching the ball. Wasn't that one of the concerns that he can't catch the football? Yeah, I think hands were. I, I think the bigger question was he was banged up a lot in college, too. So, when you see that body type, you and I have never had this problem. But I, I think they say that you're more likely to like pull muscles and mm, stuff when you're yeah. that tightly wound. Yep. You know, that's why I always recommend you have a higher body fat percentage. You're less likely. You know how many hamstring pulls I have in my life? Zero. You know, you know well, you never, never turn it up to you never turn it up to ten either. No, no I, I, I once I get around five, I, I start I hit the cruise control. I'm like a Tesla. 
Gas saving mode. Uh, all right, Thursday night football, Raiders. You're going to write about the Raiders in Thursday's edition of The Athletic, like it's a newspaper. Uh, but you're writing about the Raiders Chargers for that. I, there was the whole Vinny Bonsignori story that the Chargers, the NFL wants to send the Chargers to uh, London. And Dean Spanos just started dropping S-bombs <laughs> like he was uh, a Twitter bot. It was an incredible uh, like thir- 24 hours because you texted me like, oh, what about the ch- – look at this story. Or maybe I saw it and then you texted me. That's what it was. I saw the story. Then you texted me the Dean quotes. Like, holy shit. So I-, I think the Raiders win Thursday, John. I think if nothing else – the, that this Dean London thing has made me look at the Raiders and say, you know what? Here's what I know: the Chiefs are in good shape, right? The Chiefs are well oiled. They got Andy running the show. Your boy Brett Veach. They're drafting. They're winning. They're signing. They're trading. They're just doing normal stuff. The Broncos are in a really weird spot. The Chargers are in a really weird spot. The Raiders. We've talked about some of their weird issues, but I do feel confident saying this: they're not. Any, they're never going to be weirder than the Chargers. The Chargers got their situation, and it doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon. And I don't know what's going to happen with the Broncos. The Raiders are kind of – if you said right now you took those three teams, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, who's the most just kind of settled right now? And the irony is they got to pack everything up here pretty soon in a bunch of Beacons boxes and take the Mayflower over to Vegas. <laughs> but the Raiders, the Raiders are the answer to that question. Well, they're the only team of the three that you know who their quarterback is going to be, we, we think, uh, next year. I mean, you're confident. Derek's going to be the guy. And obviously their coach. Where you go, Phillip Rivers is a free agent guy. And you can tell me all you want that they're, gonna, they're not going to let him go. It's a little weird in 2019 to let a guy like that hit free agency, mm-hmm. is it not? Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, – are we sure Anthony Lynn's back if they miss the playoffs? The Broncos don't have a quarterback. Fangio's going to be their coach next year. They do not have a quarterback. So I don't even think it's a question when you look at the building blocks next year of Derek, Josh Jacobs, Waller. That's be- and Terrell Williams is better than anything those other two teams have, assuming the unknown with the Chargers quarterback. My theory on this, and you tell me where it lands, Vinny's a lifetime, diehard, go to fucking the mat. For Bedane and Mark Davis. He is their guy. That's, you know, some people's guys are Schefter and Rapsheet. The Raiders is Vinny Bonsignor. Now, what's a little weird is that the the Chargers always kind of supported the Raiders. Remember, they tried to hold their hand and help them get to LA. Like they were not, despite being quote unquote division rivals, they weren't really adversaries. So th- this theory is really more old school football, something like Al Davis or, you know, Pat Riley would do. They're playing the obviously tomorrow to try to create unrest in their organization. <laughs> and that's why you leak this story. Because I texted a couple people in the league and they were like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And just as a Californian who spent the majority of my life in California and who's never been California. California that rich under no circumstances could you get a super rich guy in California who is just set in his ways spent his whole life in Southern California unaffected by anything and convince him to move to London like that that's just not happening no human ever 
who had, money is not an issue at all, you could get that motherfucker to pick up and move. So, but if you're the Raiders, what do you think about my theory? You leak this to create craziness just to because tr- if you the Ra- you win this game, this is a huge game for either team, guy. This is a playoff game, playoff eliminator. Whoever loses this game, bye bye, no more playoff talk. Uh, are people talking about the playoffs for the Chargers? I like. Well, if they th- win this game, they'd be five and five, and you go, why couldn't they end up at ten and six? Uh, so, yeah, I, I am. So I, I like the theory. I do think it's not that you have to connect a lot of dots. It's actually not that many dots. It's no, it's just one it's text more, message. Hey, man, yeah, righteous. it's just more to me. Like, is this if is this distraction doing? Is this situation doing anything to the Chargers for Thursday night football? But again, whether it works or not, it's irrelevant to the theory. I just got to stay focused on. Would I'd be a little surprised if it was a specific game week planted story. Well, that that would be the only reason the Raiders would leak it. Didn't the whole London thing start with a conversation about the Jaguars? Isn't this where this started this week? No, or no, no. no. I, I talked about that. Vinny's entire article. Well, I know Vinny's. I know league. Vinny's article was charged. I just thought that a London conversation started this week about because wasn't there a story no, the, the team would like to move somebody to London? No, that didn't happen. I don't think so. I think this oh. story was just out of because I thought it was a thing that was out there before Vinny wrote this. Well, I mean, it's always kind of been out there in the ether, but I don't think there was anything specific this week. Okay. I think Vinny kind of came out of left field, according to me. That's what I felt like. I don't think there was like some Sunday morning news drop. That's what I thought. Like, that there had been Glazer. like, a, hey, the league no, is really no, no. considering a team in London. Because I saw Trey Wingo said or tweeted something about London. Not charges. He, well, maybe it came from this story. But he was just said like the way to do it would be to have a full division there, which I don't agree with. Um, but... Vinny, what Vinny wrote is that you move the Chargers to London. They then are playing in the NFC East. You then bump teams. So, like, the Miami Dolphins would then be in the AFC South. Or, excuse me, you, you put the – you move the Chargers to London. Right. They then join the AFC East. You, bu- you bump the Miami Dolphins to the AFC South and the Houston Texans to the AFC West. Which I wouldn't hate the Houston Texans in the AFC West. I wouldn't either, but the whole premise starts by telling Dean to pack his shit yeah. and go. And and he, he would give you a – guy, he, he said multiple F-bombs yeah, actually, on the Yeah, actually, I record. said S-bombs. It was two F-bombs. Now, uh, the NFL issued a statement later saying there's no substance, no consideration has been given to the charges playing anywhere other than Los Angeles and the new stadium in Hollywood Park, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if they're thinking about moving a team to London, and how have they not had that conversation? They obviously have. Who would what? What's the list look like? Well, it's, there's only one option, guy. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's it. There's one option. I guess maybe the curveball could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? They have don't they own? Do they own Manchester the, United? The Glazers. Yeah, so I, I would say that they would just because they do have a foothold in the soccer world that they've been to Europe. It would be one of those two or three. Like the to me, the Miami Dolphins are not an option. I think it's just the Jaguars or the Bucks, and really, it's probably points right to the Jaguars because they have consistently been doing it for what feels like the last seven eight years. I think the Jaguars are the team if they move over there. Now, someone had DM'd me that. The population where they play over there is the size of LA, so it's like okay, I, I do understand why why 
football is going over there. If you're giving them 15 million fans, and if we can just get a couple million of those people that like our product, that's a huge advantage. So you, you could you could justify it by because I, I, I what I thought you could do was take the Jacksonville Jaguars over there, play eight. I repeat, eight of their games that obviously would be home games are the 6.30 a.m. kickoff. So you have football all day. And then you still rotate three or four other teams over there. So you get 12 times a year, 6.30 a.m. kickoffs. And you get football all day. Who says no to that guy? Well, a flight, isn't London to New York like less than six hours? Yeah, Uh, it's it's basically the equivalent. It's seven hours. I I just looked right now. New York to UK is about six fifty. It's about seven hours. Yeah. So it's a it's longer than New York to San Francisco. You leave at eight a.m. You land at eight p.m. So it's a full God day. Damn. Yeah. That's longer than I thought. I thought it was like four and a half. Yeah, I did too. Maybe. So it's really really long if you're flying from California. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, is there a way that the, the those teams don't make that trip? Could you? Could they? But you gotta host somebody. Yeah. Other than your division. So if you're playing, if you're playing the AFC West, let's say that. Let's say, let's say the Jackson or the London Jaguars are playing the NFC West. You go. The problem is Seattle, LA, or, or San Francisco. One of those three teams would have to be one of the teams over there. Yeah. It's just part, it's just part of the sport. Like you got to travel. Like no like yeah, but Bill Bryant said no one's feeling not, fucking bad for you. This is a whole new thing you're chew, you're biting off here. But you're already playing games over there, guy. Right, but to have one team who's doing this consistently That's why I the team would have animal. to be in that's why the team would have to be in the division. You could argue that if Jacksonville did it you'd probably have to move them to the AFC East. Because right? what happens and when then, they have to play that game against the Seahawks in Seattle? <clears throat> yeah, it sucks. I mean, you got to stay And also here. they have to play the Bears. Well, that, that's where, to me, that's where the NFL schedule, if you're playing Seattle because you're playing the NFC West, you play San Francisco, Seattle, or something like that back-to-back. Yeah. You just stay out here. Yeah. What about, what about I, the players, John? What I about sleep patterns? No, no one cares except uh, who's that? Tobias Harris, who says that that's right. That lack of sleep's worse than CT. Was that what was his quote? He just said, he said oh, in, in a few cut. years, sleep will be discussed like CTE. And every single human with a fucking pulse said, "No, you idiot! It will not," <laughs> because we're all tired at work. You play basketball and make one hundred eighty million. Uh, what's the spread on Thursday night? It was one point last time I saw it, is which it seems kind of crazy. You think the Raiders win? Uh, I mean, these Thursday night games are so weird. Their defense is, according to every metric slash the eye test, one of the worst in the league. Uh, I guess if they can control the clock and just run it down their throat, you know, and win a game like. 20 to 17 maybe but I winning these shootouts like they just played in it's kind of hold on for your ass right you just you need them to fuck up or you need to not fuck up like it's it's hard to consistently win shootouts when you're really they're depending on like part of the reason they won shootouts and Gruden talked about this after the game was 
they had a couple quote unquote random guys make like he's like we need Hunter Renfro to come through. He did. We need the backs. Jalen Rashard caught a big pass. Like you need that's how the Raiders are going to win shootouts because they don't have like four wide receivers. They got Terrell Williams, Waller, and that's it. So then you need Renfro to make plays and you need running backs to catch balls. Where you watch the Lions, like we're just slinging it to our three or four receivers. You know? Did you see what Dan Orlovsky said about that game? Which game? The Lions Raider game? No. He said that he watched the game tape and Matt Stafford had the best game he's seen from a quarterback in a loss in a decade. I think that's uh, hyperbole at its finest because I don't know if you could have the best game against a, an offense that isn't, or I mean, excuse me, a defense that isn't that good. And he also threw a pretty bad pick in the end zone. So, was it the baby zone? I think he might have been out of it, but still, like, I'm sorry, Dan. To have the best game you have in a decade, in a you, loss, you can't, you you can't have an interception because that interception ultimately cost them the game. So, like, no, Matt, no, Dan. You know what? I get Dan. D- Dan's, I like him. He's clearly pretty smart. Little too positive for me. Like, <laughs> Dan, not everything is fucking. Like, shut up, man. Is the positive thing, is that working for him, clearly? ESPN loves him. Just a little too positive PD for me. Now, he, he I think Stafford's his guy, right? He played. Was he the guy in the back of the Enzo? Orlovsky, yeah. So he, he was basically the incumbent before Matt showed up. Because that was the 0-16 team that led them to Matt. I don't know if he was the incumbent. Did he start 16 games? No, they might have gone through like three or four guys that yeah. year. I, I'm pretty sure you don't stay with one quarterback when you're on 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, stick it to the plan. And the back of the end zone thing, for as much as he got made fun of over the year, there have been a lot of guys that come very, very close. It's not that crazy. No, it's, like, they, there are much crazy. crazier plays. He's had the like right the attitude about it, I think. Just, yeah. to, just you know, you step out of bounds well, and why he's so positive. Bit. Yeah, I, he's got a good disposition. I I I I can think of like five better games off the top of my head and losses and like playoff games. Like, come on, Dak Prescott played a game a couple years ago to Aaron Rodgers in the second round of the playoffs where he's brilliant. And they lost again. Matt Stafford was good, but the Raiders' defense is atrocious. So let's do the thing we did before the Lions game, which is like now the Lions are more prolific offensively than the Chargers. Although Rivers is like top three in yards. Buddy's 12 touchdowns, seven picks. Throws picks. Throws a lot. Um, the quarterback TD interception mix, what does it look like in a Raider win? Because to me, like, let's say Phillip throws two touchdowns, no picks. Well, you know how many touchdowns he threw against the Packers in a game where they kicked their ass? What, he threw one? I know. Zero. Zero, yeah. So I, but they didn't. I think that's what's weird not, about the Chargers. So like Chargers are a weird team. They're yeah. not as dependent on him throwing four or five fu- touchdowns. No, but 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 the Packers scored nine points, right? Like the Packers were terrible on offense. Yeah, but the Chargers defense can be pretty good. They got good corners and they got sweet pass rushers. Right. I get. So again, I get it. I'm just saying, like, what is it like when we do the quarterback touch? Like we did it with Stafford, and we said if he throws three, then Derek's got to throw like two and no picks because Josh Jacobs would score a couple touchdowns. So if Rivers scores, throws two touchdowns, no picks, can the Raiders win with a Carr one touchdown, no pick game? 
No. And two touchdowns they, from Josh Jacobs? I, I think they would need, for the Raiders to win, they're going to need minimum two touchdowns from Carr and two touchdowns from Jacobs. Like, this is – they've had, I think, four straight games of 25-plus uh, points, and it's like the first time the Raiders have done that in like 15 years. They, you're going to keep need to do that. Now, the Thursday night games can be a little weird, but I think Thursday night games turned into more you just are who you are, right? You just run what you're good at running. And the Raiders, to me, are going to pound Josh Jacobs – I saw that Dubow had a good stat. Mm. Jacobs is one of seven running backs in like the last two decades to have back-to-back 25 carry games and zero negative runs. Wow. So there are like seven other guys over that period of time have done it. He's the first to do it back-to-back games. Like just to have one game, 25-plus carries, no negative runs, even if you're a Hall of Fame back, and you run for 180 yards. One run is usually stopped behind the line of scrimmage. That's pretty awesome. Like, th- th- But to me, that also speaks to your offensive line's pretty good. So to m- this game is a little bit, they got $200 million pass rushers. You have a really good offensive line and a running back. Who's going to win that? Right? Like, do Ingram and Bosa? Because wouldn't you say that Ingram and Bosa were kind of the stars of the Packers? Yeah. Game? Feels like every time I looked up, they were doing dances Constant, and they were kicking uh, yes, ass. Nonstop. <laughs> So, it's like, can you stop those guys? Because those guys are game wreckers. Before they beat the Packers 26-11, they'd played four straight games and where they scored 20 points or fewer. The the Chargers. And lost three. Yeah, they beat the Bears 17-16. to Lost to the Titans 23-20. to Lost to the Steelers 24-17. Lost to the Broncos 20-13. to What do those four teams have in common? Not good. Not good, but they can kind of play. They got some ability to play defense. Who were the teams you listed? Broncos, Bears, Colts. Broncos, Steelers, or Steelers. Titans, Bears. I mean, we could just deb- play a weird schedule. Yeah, we could debate how good those four defenses are. but Yeah, I mean, I so you could argue that the Chargers aren't as prolific on offense as you, as you just kind of think. Right, that's what I'm arguing. But I would say, but then they go put 26 points. What did I say? Was it 26 or 23 against the Packers? I think it was twenty six and nine. So, yeah, these division games. I saw Derek had a quote like, "We lost these guys last year twice." I I just think these divisional Thursday night games just get kind of get weird. Yeah, you're right. You know, like, are, is it one of those games where Derek has a couple fumbles? Is it one of those games where Rivers throws a couple picks? You know, does do, nothing weird happen and you just play him straight up because? You agree if they just play them straight up, the Chargers are probably slightly better. Now, if they can get, if they can pick Rivers off, or you know Melvin Ingram's fumbling the ball, yeah, not Melvin I, Ingram, but Melvin like Gordon. to me straight up, part of straight up is Rivers throws two picks. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not fair. He's only got seven but on the against the, against the Raiders defense. Yeah, he just because he throws interceptions, John. Like you know, it's not like some. Yeah, he just throws the ball he up. Just throws the ball up. I don't know. Uh, all right, I'm looking forward to this game. Before we get to a couple headlines real quick, this podcast is brought to you by Get Roman. GetRoman.com slash ham. Get a free online visit, free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash ham. With Get Roman, it's easy to talk about erectile dysfunction with a real doctor who can prescribe real medicine. It's safe, simple, totally discreet. God, that's, that's key, right? Discreet. 
The doctor will work with you for the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free two-day shipping. You don't even have to pay for shipping. Whole process, simple, straightforward, and like you said, discreet. GetRoman.com slash ham. GetRoman.com slash ham and complete an online visit. No one has to know. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, guy. Mm. You know, like Josh Jacobs in the open field. Mm. It's not anymore. We're going to corral, and we're going to fly to the ball, and we're going to tackle ED together. But Guy and I never have to know. It's It's just between you and the doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash ham to get a free online visit, free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash ham for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash ham. Uh, podcast also brought to you by SeatGeek. If you're listening to this before Thursday Night Football, you probably are. Raiders hosting the Chargers Thursday night. I'm looking at tickets right now, Middlecoff. I got uh, a couple in section 129, which is just behind the end zone. This, uh, you know, the second little section up, 117 bucks. Um, you want to sit like behind the Raider bench on the 35 yard line. That's a couple hundred bucks, 200 bucks. Actually, you can sit at the 45 yard line section. Put me in the, put me in the black hole guy, black hole. Put me down with the people. No seats available. Oh, <laughs> you want to sit on the charger side? You can do it for like 160 on the 40 yard line on the lower level, like the lowest level. That's a pretty fucking good deal, isn't it? 130 not? on the 10-yard line, yeah. And I promise you, the 10-yard line, we're on the Chargers sideline. Derek always throws touchdowns to that side of the field. Doesn't it feel like he always moves left near the visitor, in front of the visitor sideline? to the So if we're looking at the field, to the right of the field, that far corner. Yep. Yeah, I, I, okay. Like where on, the Hunter on the Renfro black, On the black hole came. side. Yep. Like on the, the black hole side. Where the Renfro touchdown came, basically that spot. That front yep. left corner. Wasn't that the game-winning touchdown on Thursday Night Football against the Chiefs? Wasn't it over there? I thought it was on the other side. Are well, you talking we, the black hole side? We might be talking about different sides, but it doesn't matter. Are you, talk, where's the, are you talking about the black hole side or the I'm other side? I'm talking about moving left to right on the football field. Moving left to right. Like you're watching TV, they're moving left to right to the right end zone to the far corner. Yeah, I think we're on different sides. Because you're facing me. I, 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 I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Away from the Raider sideline. It doesn't matter. Seat Geek yeah. is the app. Big green dots. That's how I found these tickets. Use the promo code HAM. You get 10 bucks off. Very easy. <laughs> promo code HAM. Concerts, uh, music, you name it. C- comedies, comedians, uh, obviously the games. We got the Levi Stadium Monday night, Thursday night. Get get those tickets last minute if you want to go. Download the SeatGeek app, guy. Promo code HAM. Also tweeted it out earlier. Yeah. I know you retweeted it. We got a little DraftKings game going. 125 people. Get up in it. I think it's only three bucks to enter. Damn. Okay, I got to make my team. I'm looking so get, at nine get up in there. tickets right now, too. Ooh, a little pricier for Monday Night Football. Oh, did you notice? Like you were saying, the lower level forty yard line. You said one hundred thirty dollars on the Charger side. Yeah, the Niners game for that to me is quadruple the price. Yeah, it's, like you're uh, in, you're seeing fives. Yep, I've got a four four thirty three on the ten. I've got a, a six sixty eight on the twenty. I've got a, a five sixty three on the twenty. I've got a nine sixty seven on the forty. I've got an eighteen oh eight on the other forty. Do you think that's a big reason why Jed never goes to commercial airlines? I think so. A two fifty five in the upper deck. Yeah, he'd be making uh, he'd be making some cash. End zone, John. End zone in front of that big Pepsi fan deck. You and I have been up there actually. Hashtag blue collar, and it's a really good view. T- two fifty up there. Not a bad view at all. 
All right, a couple quick headlines. What did you think of Kawhi's game last night, uh, Tuesday night? Kawhi Leonard. You know, pretty good effort because he never fucking plays ever. Second game, load management. Both, I think, have been national television games, which is uh, upsetting to some people. It should be upsetting to the league. Uh, it should be. Well, would you say he's the best player in the league? Or that's debatable? Debatable. But he's clearly one of the faces of the league, right? He's one of the more famous players in the league now. He's a multiple-time finals MVP. What is not debatable, right, is when he's on, no one's better. He might not be, quote-unquote, the best. Because in fairness to the King, I don't know if you've noticed, he's got three straight triple-doubles. The Lakers, I hate watched them a little last night, and my first thought was like, God, they're not bad. Let the record show Guy Haberman never gave up on LeBron James. I've realized that I didn't necessarily either. I've always appreciated his greatness. I was, yeah, I was kind of hoping that once he hit his mid-30s, he would kind of fall apart and just would be done with him. <laughs> he kind of looks like he's on a mission right now. Anthony Davis is awesome. And then Kuzma's back now. I'm watching last night. Dwight Howard? My, he looks fantastic. But to me, they have, like, it kind of hit me last night. Well, they kind of got a warrior-type, spur-type guy. A fucking raptor-type. They got Danny Green. That guy's just a winner. Yeah. So you put him on the group. The other guy's not bad. It's Quinn Cook. But here, but again, I'm watching. They're playing the Bulls on NBA TV. The Bulls, who stink, and their coach, chubby bald guy, not living up to the bald brotherhood reputation, doing a <laughs> terrible job talking about how he's got to develop 15 guys on his team. And LeBron's playing, and so is Anthony Davis playing, and Kawhi Leonard tonight. They're playing the Bucks, who have the fucking reigning MVP. They're five and two, so they've played seven games. He's already sat out one. He's missed two games in eight games for load management. Two fucking games. He's one of the best players in the world. One of the great players we've ever seen. I mean, when it's all said and done, if he wins a championship with the Clippers, he'll have won championships with three different teams. Like I, for for a, I know that's happened before with role players, like a Robert Ory or whatever. I'm pretty sure. I I'd have to look, but there. I, he might have been one of the first players. Well, LeBron will have done it, too. Oh, LeBron right? did it. LeBron did it, yeah. He's one of the rare players that have won finals MVPs with multiple championship or uh, organizations. You'd say, if I told you in the next two or three years, the Clippers win an NBA championship, you'd say probably 85-90% he's the finals MVP. Yeah. Like, he's going to go down as a top 15 player. Maybe He's basically Scottie Pippen, but averages 28. He's going to go down as a top 15 player ever. He does not fucking play. Like, has load management for him? I'll give the league credit. LeBron, I I give you credit. LeBron doesn't need to play. They're playing the Bulls. He's playing. I'm just watching. I've watched a decent amount of NBA this year. Guys are playing. And this guy is, this guy's jumped the shark on it, on the load management. And I get it works for him, and I, I don't blame him for doing it, I guess. What if they just said sore ankle? What if they lied? I think they'd be better off lying. Yeah. Now, I'd say what makes tonight a little unique, different than the game that he sat out, I guess, a couple days ago at Utah. This game's at home. So is this the first, like, if you're Balmer, now you signed up for this. He told you, you knew what you were getting because he did it last year. But you're sitting out home games? Yeah. Sorry, I said the game already happens. You're telling me the game's Wednesday night that they announced the game? The game's tonight, yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Doc said it yesterday. 
Okay. Uh, so that's what made this one kind of polarizing. They've been talking about this for like 24 gotcha. hours. Yeah, I also... So, and the <clears throat> team's making it appear as if it's Kawhi. This is how Kawhi needs to be managed, not necessarily what their plan... Or it's one and the same thing, probably. I think it's just kind of, It's a known fact that this is how he does it. He does not do back-to-backs, and he picks and chooses when he wants to do stuff. He usually doesn't... I think the deal is he doesn't play on the first night of a back-to-back. It's what he did. I'm, I look at their schedule. He sat out Utah, and then he played San Antonio. He's sitting out... Milwaukee, but he's playing tomorrow against Portland. Like, that's just kind of... He's not going to play in any back-to-backs. So you could argue, as a consumer, the first night of a back-to-back, if he's coming to your city or you live in L.A., don't buy the ticket. He's yeah, not going to Yeah, but play. it might be the only so time he comes that. to your city. Well, that's where the Utah thing's kind of fucked up. He might go there twice, and who knows? So th- I think someone t- DM'd me last night. They have 15 back-to-backs. So, like, 50, he's out 15 games. Are those the only 15 games he's going to miss, or does he have another 10 on top of that? So we're already at 25. Or even so he's another, already at, even, let's just say it's another five. Let's say it's 20, and he plays 62 games. That's assuming he's 100% healthy. Like, never rolls an ankle, never breaks a finger. I mean, does he got 55 games written all over him, relatively perfect health, <laughs> you know, besides yeah. the, just the nicks and bruises? You, you can't convince me it's good for the league. I, I mean, a no, guy I think is terrible would, it's, for the it's league. It's awful for the league. Well, Richard Dice was tweeting yesterday, like, it's on him. It's not on anyone else. It's like, shut the fuck up. Well, does it? Why did, hold on. But that's irrelevant. Who it's on is not relevant. The question is just, is it good or bad for the league? It's bad. Well, what I hate, though, guy, is they don't owe anyone anything. Well, yeah, no one's asking the guy to fucking make me dinner. I just, I, I paid for a ticket. I assume in the history of the league, if guys are healthy, they typically play. From Oscar Robinson to Michael Jordan to Shaquille O'Neal, to LeBron James. Like, that's... I'll tip my hat to LeBron. For the majority of his career, and last year he was legitimately hurt, you bought a ticket for LeBron James, and he was healthy, which he was really up until last year, his entire life, you saw LeBron James play. And that's part of being... Like, you're not the face of the league, Kawhi. You're a load manager who's great in the playoffs. And I'm always one to defend... Whenever I defended the Warriors, that's why I refuse to, like... Everyone's fighting for Steph. Like it's established, you don't need to keep arguing over it. Like he's great. Like I don't, I don't have the energy. But I've always said, like no one cares about James Harden's fifty points against the Suns in January when he keeps shitting the bed in the playoffs. But I do appreciate James playing in January. Yeah, and scoring fifty for the fans that are there. I mean, it's a league built around its stars. So it needs. So when its stars just choose not to play, it hurts the league. LeBron played eighty-two games two years ago. I would have. Do you have his NBA page up? Yeah. Like, would you say he's majority over seventy for the last ten years? Yeah, I mean, over seventy. He's over seventy. He's like seventy nine, eighty, seventy nine, seventy eight, seventy five, eighty one, seventy six, seventy nine, sixty two, seventy six, seventy seven, sixty nine, seventy six, seventy four, eighty two, and then fifty five. <laughs> What's What's Kawhi's page going to look like in five years? Like fifty seven, forty eight. You'll look 39. at it and be like, did they scale back the NBA schedule? Like that, that I, I'm sorry, I'm losing some respect for Kawhi. I, I really am. Like you said, it's a star-driven league. It's a, it's a soap opera. It's a television show driven by its ten stars. No one gives a shit about Kavon Looney except local diehards. Just like no one cares about, you know, sneakerheads and basketball heads care about Montrez Harrell. You buy a Clippers ticket now for Kawhi and for whenever Paul comes back. That's the, that's the nature of this league. 
It's the way it's sold. And this guy is, I, I wouldn't say gaming the system because the system doesn't de-incentivize him like he's not like he gets fined or anything. But it's 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 terrible for the product. But I don't, how's it going to change unless they levy enormous fines? Which, but even then, the guys will just say they're hurt. So you have like independent doctors on every team forcing players to play, <laughs> like the opposite of concussion doctors, where it's like, get back in that game. Oh, well, my hammy. Pa- it, no, your hammy's well, fine. Get back in there. <laughs> well, isn't this also part of the problem? Is that I would guess if you looked at the Clippers' national television schedule, it's capped out. Whatever the max amount of games you can have, I think it's like 40, 45. They have the full amount. Well, if he misses half of those, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> right? Like part of last night, NBA TV, flip it on the Laker game. I'm like, oh, I get LeBron and fucking Anthony Davis against the Bulls. I don't even care who's on the Bulls. I'm watching those two guys. And I had it on my second TV, and I was kind of locked. Yeah. That's, that sucks. Yep. And I don't think he gives a shit. Well, I know the answer to that. I'm going to do me. Player empowerment for life. But again, Anthony did you see Anthony Davis when they, now granted he was in Chicago. He did like a. And he's just like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be. Not that, it'd be an it'd be an all time kick in the dick if he did leave. I, I I mean I mean and he's from Chicago, right? I think is the point you're making. But but I'm not even saying. I'm just saying if he left, whether yeah, he yeah, Chicago, I'm just saying the New moment York, he's he in Chicago, does he if he does a Q and A and then maybe he doesn't do a Q and A in another city, that'd no, be pretty. Yeah. It'd be pretty crazy. Because someone did tweet at me after I'm like, well, this kind of fucked up. Like, what's he supposed to tell the kids? You know. Yeah, I was like, well, that's that's fair. Also, he's night, not under contract for next year for the Lakers, so what does he gain by committing to the Lakers in perpetuity? Well, nothing. I, I watched some of his post-game press conference. He is a likable guy. Like he, There's yeah. a reason that most people kind of like. He just he seems relatively normal, and I think the one curveball that's come into his life is, I saw Rosillo tweet this, like, this is the clutch playbook. This is what they do. They tell him to, like LeBron's telling him, this is how you play it. Now, this is a little different. Like, he's going to really leave LeBron high and dry? Because then we'd have a clutch mutiny. Like, you're going to leave LeBron high and dry? Like that? Because Sam Amick tweeted, like, I don't know if this is anything or it could be everything, but bottom line, there is pressure on the Lakers to quote-unquote not fuck it up. Uh-huh. And you could you could say it hasn't gone, it couldn't have gone much better. I mean, they're 6-1, and one, they look like a lock. 55 win team they're good yeah you know they're just but you can't lose in the second round because it would just be like well anthony they are going to offer you 250 million dollars you're going to leave the lakers in 250 million dollars that that would be like kevin leaving they'd already won multiple titles draymond called him a bitch you know he had torn achilles he wanted to go kick it with his buddy Kyrie and run 35 ventures it did kind of make sense this one would be whether you went to the Knicks, the Bulls, wherever. Like you're leaving the Lakers and I'd be, million? I'd be like, pretty shocked, be especially because it's shaping up to be a pretty good year. I at this point would be pretty stunned. If you had to go way too early prediction, would you go Lakers or Clippers winning the uh, the West? Lakers. If LeBron's going to be this good, they're going to be a fucking problem. <laughs> they're going to be a major problem. Kuzma's not bad. No. I've always liked Kuzma, but you just watch him with way better players now. You're like, yeah, I see why they kept him. <laughs> you know, 
Now, Sleepy Ingram, see, he's balling yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. He had a big night the other night. All right. On that note, see ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.